I'm Ted Baker, and this is the Hobart Lacrosse Podcast, Episode 70, One Scrimmage Down, One to Go, and the season opener coming soon. We're Zooming with the head coach of the Statesman, Greg Raymond. Welcome back. Thanks, Ted. So I didn't get a chance to see the scrimmage this year. I went to the one last year. Uh, by all reports, pretty good performance against the University of Vermont. Uh, anything stand out for you in particular? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, a lot to clean up for sure. You know, I think there's uh, um, a lot of emotion, like we talked about last week, Ted, that goes into a um, a first opponent. You know, it doesn't really, when you go out there, it doesn't feel like a scrimmage. It, it you know, just feels like, Everybody wants to play their absolute best, and and um, you got to get a lot of these guys to take huge deep breaths and and understand that there is a balance between the the great strong emotion you can bring in a competitive environment, and then how much is dependent upon execution and um, and not letting that really healthy emotion, which is a, a strong competitive spirit, which we teach here and and we ask our guys to have daily. That's a that's that's positive emotion, but it can still influence behavior in, in a negative way. So we want to make sure that um, we talked about that behavioral strategy of you know performing at standard, no matter the opponent. And I think we did an okay job with that. Not great, you know, but okay. And so um, you know, I, I felt like we were the more physical team. I felt like we, uh, we, we, we beat them up on the ground a little bit. We rode the ball back a bunch of times. And, um, so I felt like we brought great energy and, and, um, and also added that execution to that energy. So I'm very proud of that. And, and also not, not surprised. We still have, um, when it's all said and done a, you know, a great senior class, great leadership core that is, uh, performing at a standard that we're very proud of. So, um, ultimately, uh, first scrimmage sloppy for sure. Lots of stuff to clean up, but I think the biggest thing we took away is how we approached that emotionally, how we played physically, and then also how we still saw foundational elements that that gave us great scoring opportunities and or took some away. But still, lots to clean up, but a good start. You've been among the top scoring teams in the nation the last few years. So, is the focus this year on goaltending and defense and getting that goals allowed number down? Yeah, you know, it's funny, Ted. We, I mean, we talk about the um, the offenses we're going to play, the offensive players that we're going to see down the pipe here, the ones that we have. Um, you know, it, it's 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 it seems like, and if you look at scores across the country, it just seems like um, that higher scoring element is. I mean, almost promoted. It, it's happening. It's happening frequently. You know, very rare does. Uh, a team score single digit goals these days. I mean, it still happens for sure, but um, we, we want to win games that very, very full transparency. It, we don't feel like we're trying to outscore anybody. That's, that's not our goal. Um, we don't feel like we need to hold people to five goals or six goals a game. We want to play very efficient lacrosse on both sides of the ball, you know? And I think, um, and the dome always breeds, as you know, Ted. The dome breeds scoring for some reason. Uh, the goal counts go up in there. Uh, maybe it's you know the lack of a cold temperature or um, you know some vision stuff with goaltenders. We're not sure, but since we've been in there, um, go, the goals goals go in. They go in more than they seem to go in outside. So um, we uh, we know that there 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 needs to be not just improvement. We believe dramatic improvement on our defensive end. We do. And, um, 
we're focusing on it a lot. We're, we're spending a ton of time uh, with our half field concepts, a ton of time with half field technique, the things that will make it more difficult for offenses to score. And um, we think that are very um, learnable and executable from, from our guys' perspective. So we're making defense a little bit easier um, from a concept standpoint. And we're also making it um, more unified from a team standpoint, you know, uh, we believe, Ted, that if we can still find that balance of playing fast from our defensive end to our offensive end and getting our offensive personnel to slow a ball down from offense to defense, then the defensive strategy to can come into play. You know, when you talk about playing team defense, um, everybody assumes it's the goalie, the defensive personnel in front of it, but we've got to, I mean, you look at the Vermont, the one thing we took away is look at all the offense they're creating from the face-off, right? So that means our face-off man, our wing play, they're playing defense for us as well. And then look at look at when we slide up field in a ride and they get some, some opportunities behind us and they're clear, that's team defense. We have to make sure that we know transition goals ignite an opponent, they ignite an offense. We want to create them, Hobart, but we also want to prevent them from all our opponents. So um, we're focused on both here, man. That's a long-winded way of saying we feel like we can play great, fast, high-scoring offense and cut the field in half defensively. It's just going to take a lot of endurance. It's going to take a lot of learning, and it's going to take an entire team to recognize how to do those things. And I know, you know, I like to talk about units and we split things up, but it, it's all one game. I mean, for example, William Smith soccer, one of the reasons they give up so few goals is because they possess the ball so much in the offensive end. So, you know, the right. parts really do go together. No doubt, no doubt. And, we, and we've we've talked a lot about that from an offensive perspective, how can we, you know, how can we move the ball? How many, how many passes we talk, we talk about our pass count very often here, Ted, how many passes um, is an efficient offensive possession? One that allows us to possess the ball. It means we are creating better opportunities the longer that we have the ball. And it also, you know, from the old school built here anyway, if we have it, they can't score. So how do we, how do we create that fast pace with that IQ and that balance of, okay, now, we haven't been able to find a great opportunity early. Let's get a great one over a long uh, a long clock, multiple shot possession, rest rest our defense, all that good stuff. So yeah, one one impacts the other uh, from from a dramatic fashion. So having said all that, let's talk a little bit about the goalie play. You have your returning starter. You have a former starter. You have another senior. A couple of first years coming in. So it's a big crew. What did you see from those guys on Saturday? Um, lots of good. Uh, you know, I, I think we we want to get uh, the, these guys who have shown greatness and practice, greatness before they got here. We want to get them in a groove where um, we just feel like we got some goaltenders here, Ted. Ellis at the forefront of that, Jack Phil at the forefront of that, that can steal some games for us. We really do. We we just we're we're, we're working hard to get them in a in this groove, and they're not far off. I mean, they're playing good ball. Um, but these guys can steal them, man. They can't. We've seen it. We've seen them steal doorstep shots. We've seen them steal 17-yard shots. We've seen them uh, in, in a practice scenario. We've got some pretty good shooters on this team. Um, we've seen them be lights out. And that's what we got to get to. It's like that kind of that Herb Brooks thing where, you know, Jimmy Craig is, you know, hasn't been the same since or hasn't his, his game hasn't been on since. And 
And Herb Brooks is like, well, have you seen him when his game is on? Yeah. And we, we've we seen Ellis with his game on. We've seen Jack with his game on. Um, Lucas, Trevor Fox, and Liam Daly the same, you know. But Ellis and Jack seem to have that that great ability to uh, um, to get in an awesome groove. So we're working hard in practice and our warm-ups. Coach Fish doing great things with the goaltenders, different shooters every single day, different shooting scenarios every single day, just to get them in that place where they feel like, yeah, I'm going to make the saves I should and then you know, definitely steal the ones I shouldn't. We don't have to talk about specific names here if you don't want to, but do, do you see anybody that that maybe looked okay in practice, especially a young guy, but then when they got out on the field against competition, suddenly looked a lot better and you thought, wow, this guy's more ready than I thought? Uh, you know, the, a couple of those, you know, I talked to, to Ken, our SID about this and say, it's the, you know, which guy at which position do you think can have a breakout year? Is it a first year? Is it a sophomore? And so we talked, to, we talked a lot about that, you know, and you see, you see what Chris Patterson's capable of. I think he had, I think he had four against Vermont. He's, we feel like he can be impactful and all of a sudden we don't review him a, as a first year athlete right now. We view him as one of our best offensive players. So, um, I, I, I feel like he's going to have an outstanding freshman season, but you know, you see guys like, you know, honestly, a guy like Kate Dino, um, Kate has been awesome this year and, you know, we've always had big plans for him. We've told him that, um, he remained, he, he's been in and out of a few injuries, uh, and he remained very patient through a, through a long and grueling freshman season. He had a lot to deal with there. And now he's, you know, as consistent of a player as, as we have and, you know, very capable of playing two ends of the field. And so, you know, we see a player like that and go, if this defense and this transition offense is going to take off, he's going to be a huge catalyst in that. And he's had some minutes here, but not a ton. And he's playing like he's had a ton. So um, we like what we're getting out of him early and and really think he can have a great year. Same with a guy like Brady Camella on the defensive end. Brady's a sophomore, got a couple minutes a year ago, Ted. We've always known he's got great coverability and and – and just as tough as they come, and you know he he's had a great he's had a great fall, great early spring, all that stuff. So we see those two guys emerging a ton here and 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 having great years. But then you look at the offensive end, and it's like you know there's a couple first years in that end. I mentioned Chris, uh, Colton Swishers looked great. He he's having a great uh, um a great freshman season so far. But I mean you need guys like the names, the big names that you've had to really play at the fashion where you need them to. You need David Peterkin to play to his level. You know, that's that capability gap we talk about here is what are you capable of doing and, and what are you actually doing? You know, and we, we need some guys on on this field to fill that capability gap, Ted. And David Peterkin's one of those guys. We feel like he's capable of doing excellent things. Um, Rosie, Deli, uh, I mean, Anthony, we feel like we're – Chad Bach, we've just kind of scratched the surface with what these guys are capable of. Johnny Hurley, so I can't really pinpoint a specific name. You know, Cade fits that definition. I think Brady fits that definition. Um, you know, Brooks Ryan, a freshman defensively who's playing good ball for us. But we need to fill that capability gap with guys that have this experience. And I think if 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 David Peterkin gets to that level, we think he can. John Drew, Deli, Rosie, um, Cade, uh, Julian Race, these guys that have had some minutes, but now we're going to get a ton. Um we feel like it could be a special year, so uh, that's the uh, that's the focus here. Not the exact guy, but all of our men, 
you know, kind of filling that capability gap to the uh, to the positive fashion. How does a player close that gap? Is it just getting a better understanding of what you and the staff have been telling them? Harder work in the practice room, harder work in the rate room, or you're probably going to say all of those? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, I mean, you're hitting the nail on the head, Ted. Yeah, you're as better in with this stuff as I am. You know, I think we just had a great meeting with our with our captains. We had a practice a week ago that you know, was fairly underwhelming in terms of execution. So we call our captains in and we talk about it and, and you know, how do we fix these things? And we make sure they know you can't, um, you, you, you can't uh, shorten that gap, so to speak, Ted, without work. You know, we can't, we can't talk our way out of slumps. You know, we always reference a, a batter in a, a, you know, in a hitting slump um, in the MLB. They, he doesn't, he can't put his bat down. Right. He can't just watch film. He can't just swing it. He's got to do all of these things, you know. So so where where are you struggling in that capability gap? Is it your understanding of our offense, defense, ride, clear, face off? If it is, then you got to get in here. You got to watch film with us. Right. You got to talk. You got to sit with your coaching staff. You got to sit with your seniors. You got to whiteboard some stuff and you got to get a better understanding of the X's and O's. Or are you not shooting the ball well? If you're not shooting, you can't just go, eh. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to shoot the ball better tomorrow. No, you got to put the work in. Like repetition is the mother of skill. Repetition is the only catalyst for filling that capability gap, Ted. So we need our guys to know, like, if we're having um, a difficult day and the focus is off, is has the work been done? If the work's been done up until that point, yes, refocus. Okay, we're down a couple goals. We're not playing great right now. Let's get focused. We've done the work in order to compete and play the way we want. So let's do that. But if the work's not in, then, yeah, you're going to keep missing the goal. If the work's not in, that cross-field pass on the run ain't going to be on the money. We've got to have guys understand that in order to play that 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 same capability talk that we're talking about here, Ted, they've got to do repetition. They've got to do work. So that's, that's all we know. I mean, we're not rocket scientists here. We tell our guys all the time, there's no – secret to this success man it's it's work and repetition you just got to spend the time scrimmage number two at yale this saturday eleven thirty a.m start it's the dress rehearsal for the season does the plan change any do you tighten up the rotations a bit getting closer to the regular season yeah you know thankfully we've got we've also got two quarters with uh with fairfield ah. after, after the yale scrimmage so we still want to see all of our guys play a lot of lacrosse i think that's very important um, but you know, that Yale, that four quarter scrimmage against Yale, we want that to be, as you, as you mentioned, Ted, a great dress rehearsal for our first game. So we want, um, to warm up exactly how we're going to warm up next week. We want to dress before the game, how we're going to dress before next week. We want to eat the same things. We want to, we want it to be, Hey, this is what we do on game day type feel. And then, you know, we want to play that scenario with the um those guys that we feel are going to compete the longest for us against Colgate next week and um you know towards the end of that scrimmage yes we are going to um open up that rotation a little bit and then for for sure during that Fairfield scrimmage make sure that all of our guys that are you know extremely hard working and deserving play those two quarters and and, and play a lot of lacrosse for us come Saturday so but yeah we want to we kind of want to pinpoint all those important details that come on game day. You open the regular season on a Sunday this year at home with Colgate, and in the first six games of the year, you have road trips to Michigan, Cornell, and Albany. I mean, you must be pretty happy about this schedule as a means of preparing for the A-10. 
Yeah, we are, you know, and, and we're also um, chasing down some, you know, kind of some underdog mentality that um, is very apparent in a Michigan away game and is very apparent in a Cornell away game. It's full transparency, Ted. It's very apparent in an away Yale scrimmage. You know, they got every All-American under the sun. You got, um, you know, Brandau, who's I think in his sixth or seventh season playing for Yale. He's a world team guy. I mean, they got they got dudes all over the field, man. So we um, um, we we we've, we've kind of trained for this, right? Or we we hope that we put our guys in a position to train for this underdog feel, and um, and we love it. So uh, we're very happy with what this can mean from an RPI standpoint, uh, you know, from a ranking standpoint. But we also don't fully care about those things. We just want to have great postseason implication when we get to the A-10, whether that's endurance, thick skin, and a high level of lacrosse ability, great. If it puts us in a position where, you know, we're we're the team to beat in the A-10, great. We just want to have, we just want to make sure though, each game remains as important to our guys as it should. We're not going to Michigan, Ted, to, um, to thicken our skin and and have some experience. We're going to Michigan to win. And um, that'll be readily apparent apparent for the men in this program. We aren't going to Cornell because it, to be their you know little redheaded stepbrother from upstate New York. We're going to Cornell on that Tuesday to win that game, and um, we're going to keep developing that underdog mentality and helping the identity um, put us in a position where we can compete and win those games. So, but we love the schedule. We love the away schedule. We love the home schedule. The home schedule is awesome as well. So um, we're, uh, we're ready to hit the ground running here, man. We are um, fired up. Our team is um, physically sound. We're, you know, got a few guys coming back from some bumps and bruises. So hopeful we're, uh, we're at full strength going into that first Colgate game. You have just six teams in the A-10, a five-game schedule. Has the conference shuffling kind of settle down for now or is there a possibility of maybe some new a10 teams down the road uh i think there's some possibility you know we know that delaware is looking for a home um and a couple other teams the, the stuff seems to switch every year ted just you know as as my grandfather taught me money doesn't talk it shouts right so if if there's better things for a group financially helps with recruiting this and that the a10 is a very formidable conference so um i think welcoming another team to this conference i'll be them being a great competitor i think that's a um a prerequisite that we need um i i think it's welcomed i i think anybody any team in the a10 would love to knock out one more weekend of scheduling and add another team that can already improve an rpi and, and uh in a competitive landscape so um we're hopeful that it could grow maybe one or two teams but again we're still in a place where you know, we love where we are and we, we love the travel schedule and, and um, you know, think that this second year in the A-10 will um, provide us a lot more balance into how these matchups look. All right. At Yale this Saturday, 1130 with Yale and Fairfield. And when we talk next, it'll be three days to the regular season. Let's go. All right, Ted. Thanks, brother. All right. You can find this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Apple and Google and uh, such. And uh, we appreciate your visit as always, Coach. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon, brother. And don't forget, you can get all your athletics news at hwsathletics.com. I'm Ted Baker. Till next week, have a great lacrosse week.